indeed there are more questions than answers like have you noticed the irony behind hyphenated and non-hyphenated no see what i did there you were so attractive until you texted me with your horrible and hideous grammar hi america (laughs) hello well my name is adrian lee and i am your host welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. The mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listened to before she went to sleep, she now snores that very tune. Let's have a listen tonight. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Whoop, whoop is the sound of the police. My mother's been listening (laughs) to early 80s gangster rap. Nice. Normally the Carpenters or Barry Manilow, so that's quite a polemic change there, isn't she? A very juxtaposed set of listening for my mother. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly, very randomly, for being interesting (laughs) and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Some people still write in and say, how do we claim this to be a quiz show? But we'll keep quiet. (laughs) We're getting away with it. Extra points will be available for shock and or value to oh, help me well control played, Mr. Lee. my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates i will employ what i've called the inappropriate bell an example of this would be the panel have no idea what's coming i have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show so let me introduce my guests firstly the mysterious and adolescent heather morris she's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called hellhound investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also our producer and sound engineer. Heather realised this week the only way she will run a marathon is if she sets up the booths, hands out water and hands out numbers. Welcome to the show, Heather. (laughs) Wow. I also wish to introduce the man and crazy <laughs> michelle cory yep. 
<clears throat> wow. Nice. I nearly lost my voice there. Mm. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle's house was so hot this week that two hobbits just showed up and chucked in a ring. <laughs> God. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I started walking around without shoes on and it just became a hobbit. Oh, God. Two elves walked into a bar. The hobbit laughs and walks underneath it. Oh, please. I'm sorry. All the best Hobbit jokes are gone. I love this show. I love this show. They're mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. As always, we start first by entering the round. We call general lack of knowledge, armed with the gong of infinite knowledge, prized from the dead fingers of an ice giant on Lonely Mountain. With a giant spider's web of statistic and an orc's armpit hair full of facts. Stand back, ladies. Oh, I know. What was it? It goes through you, doesn't it? Yes. Takes out your feelings. That is the gong of infinite knowledge. It means that on this day in 1492, Christopher Columbus set out for the Indies with three ships, the Santa Maria, the Pinta and the Nina from Palos de la Frontera in Spain. Some would say all things went downhill from there on in, especially for the local indigenous tribes. But he set out from Spain on this very day in 1492. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about Christopher Columbus. Ooh, no. One of the ships. What do you mean, no? <laughs> One of the ships... You've got no choice. I've done the research and this is all we've got. There's no plan B. One of the ships was called the Pinta. Yeah. Points to be given away early on. Simple enough. All you need to tell me is what the Pinta actually means. It was a nickname. It wasn't actually called the Pinta. It was a nickname. But what would superstitious, salty old seamen call their vessel? What do you think they called that? Mm. The Pinta. Easy points, really, if you think about it. The Pinta. Is that like a birthday Pinta? Or like a paint of milk. <laughs> they whacked it with a stick. <laughs> and candy fell out. Yes. They spent the entire two month journey whacking their vessel with a stick. Ah. <laughs> Ew. You'd never know what sailors could get up to on a long, lonely voyage, could mm-hmm. you? Could get some wicked stomach eggs. Unbelievable. Mm. We wouldn't want to eat it, would you? <laughs> what are we going with? Do you know Spanish very well, Miss Morris? Is it like a chip? Is it like a chip? They named it after a chip. Oh, that's Peter. <laughs> that's Green Kevin. <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Uh-oh. <laughs> breathe, Corey, breathe. Anything you'd like to offer up at this point before I go to Michelle and give her the points? It means floating foam. It means floating Foam. Sea foam. Like spume. Yeah. There was spume flailing around in all directions. Yes. We're going to go with that. Sea foam. Why not? Good old-fashioned spume. Michelle, what do you think Pinter means? Why was it nicknamed that vessel? It means albatross. Albatross. It's not a bad guess. Chad, do you want to jump in and steal some points? What's your Spanish like? Does it, no, it's terrible, but does it mean young woman? Oh, I'm going to give you... The hedonistic Ooh. half a point. Ooh. It's it old actually, woman, isn't it? It means prostitute. Oh, oh no way. Well, not a oh. well, it means painted lady. Yeah. Pinter is painted lady, but that's a translation of 
prostitute, ultimately. So I wasn't close? Well, it's different from the Santa Maria, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. you saying spume or... doesn't even fall into the same Venn diagram oh, as Oh, that a was piñata. <sighs> You've started early, haven't you, on the sauce? You were drinking before we got into the studio. Yeah. Chad wins half a point for salvaging those questions at oh, the very right. end. There we go. On February the 29th, 1504, imagine you're there. Yep. What astronomical event saved Columbus? I just need to know what happened. Haley's Comet. Haley's Comet. And what do you think, how do you think that saved him? Mm, he had to change his bearing according to Haley's Comet. That's not a bad guess. I'm happy mm-hmm. to receive that there. I believe it was an eclipse. Wow. You're on fire, Michelle. Any idea why that saved him? Do you want to have a guess as to why an eclipse actually saved him? I believe it was something to do with the indigenous people. I'm going to give you more points. You're oh, up to wow. a very, very resplendent four points at the moment. This is very impressive. Was it that he was in trouble with the indigenous people and he told them that his god would eat the moon unless he let them go? Again, Chad, I can't argue with that. I should give you two more. You see what you're up against, Morris. These people have read books. They've done some research. You've been in the bar. Do you see the difference? Do you want to see? Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Yes. What with your education and your book reading? What are you thinking? My book learning. It's a combination of many wondrous things. There was a full moon eclipse. Michelle is absolutely right. He knew that there would be a red moon full eclipse on the 29th. The week leading up to that, his men had deserted him to a degree. Half his crew had left. The local indigenous population, which was in Jamaica, he's in Jamaica right now, refused to give him food. So he basically said, if you don't give me food, my God's going to be very unhappy with you and he will in fact eat or destroy the moon. And of course, at the end of the week, the full eclipse came that he knew was going to happen and they handed over all their food is what happened. And they begged him, to make their God, his God, happy with them. Again, is exactly what happened. I'm spreading the points about very liberally, but obviously not in Morris's direction. Simple enough. This should be easy enough because you studied Columbus at school, right? No. I just need to know. Well, you never went to school. We just need to know. (laughs) School was something that happened to other people. I just need to know what his nationality was. He's Italian. Oh, great. Michelle's jumping in and winning more That's points. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Too late. Flies are on it. Done. You always complain that you have to go first. So now Michelle's gone first. Oh, yeah. He was, in fact, Italian. He was born in Genoa. Genoa. You can't say it after me, Michelle. Oh. That's not how it works. I said it at the same time. What was his real name? Any thoughts? Any ideas? Chris. <laughs> Chris what? Tuffer. Chris Toffer. <laughs> so the Italian last name of Toffer. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Toffer, what would you like to call your son? We'll call him Chris. Yes. Hurrah. His real name was Christopho Columbo, like the detective Columbo. Oh, Columbo, like this. I totally get Columbus because I also want to murder everyone I see after a long and crowded commute. Yeah. I have to say <laughs> So true I know right <laughs> Today we are also wishing a happy birthday to John Graham Born in 1951 And the guitarist and vocalist of Earth, Wind and Fire Don't, Woo! don't know him So for the first time oh, he's, He speaks very highly of you Miss Morris <laughs> I don't think he's actually with We're Earth, friends Wind on and Facebook Fire yeah. Anymore 
He's not with them anymore. Your friends on Facebook. Yeah. You're friends with a lot of strange people on Facebook. Actually, I am. Dave Navarro. <laughs> yeah. Bad boy Brian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the midget wrestler from Minneapolis. Oh, my God. I should totally put that on more questions and answers, shouldn't I? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For, sure. For the first time. In the history of MQTA, oh I can't believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wind. Oh, oh no! Earth, Wind, and Fire, of course, famous. Got to get you into my life, Mm-mm. Boogie Wonderland. I'm your vehicle. Ooh, after the love has gone. I know none of these things. Go on. We're gonna have strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about farts. Here we go. Something oh, you should all know something about. Farts get their noxious smell from just what percent of the gas you expel. So I just need to know what percentage of the gas that's coming out 33. of your bottom. 33% of your gaseous emission is noxious smell. Your choice, Miss Shell, if you wish to embrace it, is to go higher or lower than 33%. I think the stank is lower. You're 100% correct. It is just 1%. Not when it comes to you. Wow. Well, You're uh, well, welcome. That's not very nice, is it? That's it's terrible... true. Yes, I've seen wallpaper fall off walls after I've had a curry. This is true. <laughs> 99 ghosts. Yes. That's... Smells like a bad perm. Well, the God get... <gasps> oh, burnt hair? <laughs> yeah, it does. I feel as if we're getting very personal. <laughs> to your quiz. <laughs> what have you been eating? That your fart smells like a bad perm? <laughs> Every time I fart, the dog gets up and runs because it gets kicked first, right? Now, let's think about this for a second. Oh, well, no, let's not. If it smells like burnt hair, what is exactly <laughs> happening as it comes out? Wow. <laughs> as I said before, my mother's legs are so hairy, my sister got rug burn when she came out. Oh, I love you, Jenny. 99% of farts are odourless. Just 1% remains, and that is made up of diethyl sulfide and methane. Just one percent yeah that's all it is gross just one percent i don't believe it heather farted while wearing a thong and it whistled like a clarinet read in many ways there was dogs barking in the street heather don't wear underpants yeah (laughs) see she even knows (laughs) okay i'll rephrase the question chad chad farted whilst wearing a thong and it whistled Dogs were barking in the street. You gotta keep your reed wet, haven't you? Have yeah. you noticed that? Wow. That's Chad's motto. <laughs> exactly. Never put it away wet, Chad. <laughs> the only thing my dad ever told me. On average, how many times does the average human pass gas every single day? One hundred. One hundred. One hundred pops every yes. day. The average human. Yes. Okay. Right around there. You're basing this on your own experiences, aren't you? Do you no, see what I'm, I'm saying? That's how this works. Experience it from others. Oh, I see. What we are. Less. You're absolutely right to go less. Have a guess, Chad. Give me a number. Oh, 40. 14 is what you're looking for. The average human passes gas 14 times a day. It's enough to fill a balloon, apparently. They don't say what type of balloon. Ooh, Yours is a hot air. <laughs> wow. Yes, there's a couple of Africans going over Kenya at the moment looking at rhinos through binoculars on the back of that. I only do it twice, though, I have to say. Between 8pm and 12 noon and then noon to midnight. Great. Gross. <laughs> That's disgusting. I don't always fart. But when I do, I prefer beer farts. <laughs> oh, on this no. day in 1527. Imagine such a thing. 1527. 
The first ever letter was sent from North America. It was sent by John Rutt from Newfoundland. Apparently, it only arrived last Tuesday. Mm. Hey. So the, for the, sur- <laughs> the, the, the survey time. Oh. The survey said... For the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange and fascinating fact, ladies and gentlemen, about the U.S. Postal Service. Oh. Oh. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? I feel like I might be at a disadvantage here. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Chad, you're winning. (laughs) Here we go. How many rubber bands were used oh. in 2017 by the U.S. Postal Service? And the answer is in millions. How many rubber bands were used by the U.S. Postal Service? 55 million. 55 million is Morris's answer. Higher or lower, Michelle Corey. I call them rubber binders, and I think it is higher. Chad, have a guess. What do you think? I'm going to say 400 million. It is actually high. I will give Michelle the points. It's 660 million rubber bands used by the U.S. Postal Service in 2017. I used to keep chickens and one of them swatted a rubber band and it laid the same egg three times. Mm. Wait a second. What did, you, what did you say, Michelle? I said higher. Yes, she just went higher. She's winning. Oh, <laughs> Chad, you should just say higher or lower. What are you like, doing? Higher than Michelle's higher. <laughs> to be fair, I'm going higher than Michelle's higher. <laughs> yes, you won tonight's point. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And people still think this is a quiz. <laughs> Heck. Can I step in and say one thing? Yep. Last week... When I asked you what trains meant, I made it up. It wasn't true. Surely, when I say the answer is trains means deceitful lies and treachery, what do you think's happening at that point? Chad argued with me. He had every right to do so. I was making it up. I just might share that with you. I was bored. I thought it'd be fun to give the answer as lies, deceit and treachery. And no one got it. It was too subtle. But you're absolutely right to challenge me. I'd made the whole thing up. In 1959, UPS delivered 3,000 pieces of mail in a what? And I'll give you a clue. It went UPS? From, yes. It went from Virginia to Florida in 22 minutes. <laughs> so think of that. They've got 3,000 pieces of mail. This is 1959. They got it from Virginia to Florida in 22 minutes. And it's not Miss Morris driving her Mustang. Mm. How do you think they managed to get that mail to Florida from Virginia? so quickly what did they employ what did they do a boat on a boat is there much water between virginia and florida in 22 minutes that's one a fast speed boat yes a very speedy boat (laughs) right right. the kind of speed boat where you actually make time stand still and you find yourself back in 1959 tardis listening to doris day a tardis you think they have such wondrous things i know we do so Miss Morris says that UPS employed a TARDIS in 1959 <laughs> to deliver mail to Florida. <laughs> Miss Corrie, what did they use? The Concord. They used Concord, which wasn't invented to 1973, yeah, but don't let that stand in the way of your answer. We had them. Chad, what do you think they used? Ooh. It's 1959. They got it from Virginia to Florida in 22 minutes, and they used a spaceship. Rocket. Wow. I'm going to give you points 
Miss Corrie. Wait a second. She had more than one guess. (laughs) Go on, then you have a guess. It's a rocket. (laughs) Wow, points all round. Yay! (laughs) It's actually a cruise missile, so I'm going to take them all away again. (laughs) They decided to deliver 3,000 pieces of mail from Virginia to Florida in a cruise missile. I'm not quite sure which part of Florida that hit. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? (laughs) You have incoming mail. Wow. That was then. But this is now. It's our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag! Yay! We love the mailbag. Mm -hmm. Anthony in England posted, Listening to this show makes me very happy. I did wonder for a long time why Adrian was in my house till I realised... It was with your host, not in my house. (laughs) (laughs) We're from the same country. In the hizzy. (laughs) Which would be a bit creepy. Mm. By the way, Anthony actually studied in Wolves, Wolverhampton, Mm -hmm. which is the black country. It's uh, a bit like this, really, feeling a little bit poorly. And then he lives in Gateshead, which is uh, a Geordie accent. So he's telling me he can't understand my accent when he has a cross. (laughs) That's hilarious. Between a Geordie accent and a Brummie accent. So no one can understand him is where we are. But we appreciate that, Anthony. That's very kind of you to say so. Sherry simply posted great show last night. Brittany in Minnesota also posted an amazing show tonight. So thank you to those two listeners. Jerry has written... Hi, Jerry. Thanks for the not for your mother fix. (laughs) (laughs) Was worth the wait. After listening to the show, I forgot just how many drinks I had. Perfect. (laughs) That's the point. Join us. From the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game. If you've never listened to the show before, every time Michelle snorts, every time the bell is rung, every time Miss Morris shouts out the word bunk to any of my stories, we play the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game. You're welcome to have a shot. There must have been a particularly good episode if he can't remember that particular show. He says, I only play during a new show, by the way, as I need to protect my liver. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I love it. Jerry listens, of course, on SoundCloud. All of our shows are archived for the last five years. If you go to soundcloud.com, you can search for MQTA Radio. Everything is on there for you. You can listen to them back to back if you've got a long journey. If you're in the car, cutting the grass. If you're in the gym, if you're walking the dog, you can listen to all those shows absolutely 100% free. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do. You actually get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show. So you have an incentive to go there. As soon as you listen to our outro music tonight at the top of the hour, go straight to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes in the studio that we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed for fear of getting a hefty fine when we first started this show five years ago on the dark matter digital network keith who is the station producer he runs the entire station we did the round in normal time (gasps) and he wrote to us within the first week and said i love the show it's fantastic you can't do the not for your mother round. <laughs> yeah, can you save that for something else? Yes. So this is the reason we do this, and we've been doing it after the show when we go off air because we don't wish to offend anyone. But people say it's their favourite part of the show when we're looking for stories from all over the world. Cheers. We stumble across things oh. that are laden with in the windows that Real. are shrouded in dirtiness that have a sprinkle of filth that have a little bit of moisture of naughty. 
and you can find them in a round called Not For Your Mother if you go to SoundCloud at the end of the show. It's completely free. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the stories we were told we cannot read out live on air. Diana in Minnesota has also posted since it's Friday and a full moon. This was last week, of course. I suggest everyone starts out with five points for making it through the week. Winning! So Yes! Michelle has gained five, I've gained five, Heather's gained five, Chad's gained five, and everyone has five points. There we go. Diana is listening, of course, every Friday night on the Dark Matter Digital Network. You can catch us first at 10 p.m. Central Time. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Tom in Maryland then added, but if everyone starts on the same amount of points, <laughs> it's like starting on zero. Yeah. He's, yeah. of course, 100% correct. But who doesn't like getting points? Everyone's got five points. Everyone should be happy. I should have more. You should have more. Yeah. I shall give you some more points. (laughs) (laughs) Happy now? (laughs) Yes, look at my face. Who cares? Oh, such a pretty face. We do this show free. It's free. It'll always be free. But if you wish to donate a single dollar, you can do so. All of the platforms that we're on, other than SoundCloud... You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Gustbox, Gustbox, Gustbox. No, it's not. What are you talking about? Gusset socks. It's Castbox. Bean sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Spotty face. No, it's (laughs) Spotify. Spudfy. Google Play. Okay. Stuff Mm. like that. Just look us up. You'll find us. If you cannot find us, you only have yourself to blame but if you wish to donate a single dollar to the show you get many things for your dollar you get to listen to the show first you get to hear episodes that are never ever going to be put out on Mm. the air miss morris what would you like to add i would like to add that we are mm, on the precipice of 60 dollars and we said once we reach a hundred dollars on our patreon which i'm sure you're about to bring up we will be going with a video for all our patrons of the last segment of the show. We're going to have to put some clothes on for that, I was going to say, do I have to wear no, pants? Me. No. I'm going to do it. No, Chad. He's sat there in a loincloth. It's incredible. Yeah. It'll be well worth it. I do want to mention Martin is one of our Patreon supporters him. in New I York. So Martin. many thank you. And Alva, I want to mention Alva. <gasps> I love Hi, him. Alva. We love you. Inventor of the Grodka, of course. Mm-hmm. Which I'm drinking. Thank <laughs> you, Alva. But if you go to Patreon and search for MQTA Radio, you can donate a single dollar to the show. And we would be very, very grateful i also want to mention we got yes. a little parcel yes we yes. did Aww. robin our good friend and listener thank in you Massachusetts. Robin. we love you, love you sent us a little parcel do you want to describe what's in there we're at the moment i'm actually got them in front of me we're mm-hmm. working our way through them. i passed them out before the show and we just opened them right before the show because i wanted to wait till everybody was here but they are chupa chups yep chupa chups i love chupa these chups. things several months ago We did an episode where I talked about Salvador Dali. He was in one of the quizzes we did. Mm -hmm. And I said he designed the logo for Chupa Chups. If you don't know what they are, and no one in America seems to know what they are, but it's very European. They come from Spain. How would you describe them? What is that? They look like little dum-dums. It's a sucker, isn't it? It's a little bit bigger than a dum-dum. It's a lollipop. They got Chupa Chups. They come in Mm -hmm. lots of different colors. and Flavors. Lots of different flavors. Lots of different colors. Yeah. We've got mango. Thank you, Strawberry. Robin. We really appreciate that. That's very kind nut, of you. Nut flavored. Nut flavored. You I got, got a, a nut one. You got I got a, nut a chocolate one. nut. Mm, I bet you do. You haven't got a nut allergy, have you? 
find out. Wow. Mm. That looks swollen. Mm. We're also on Facebook. All of tonight's messages of support, all of your comments were given to us on Facebook. All of tonight's stories, all of the cartoons, all of the banter. We have so much fun on Facebook. If you're not there, why? Why would why are you not? You're there? missing out. You're missing yeah, out on guys. everything. You can go to more questions and answers with Adrian there on Facebook. We have sixty one hundred followers on there. If you wish to go onto Twitter, that's Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T I P S. We have a hundred thousand followers on there. And if you're looking for a summer read, you can jump onto Amazon or any other site or bookseller. And you can look for my books. I write books about ghosts, history, haunting being psychic if you go onto amazon everything's there for you search for my name and i've written the book how to be a christian psychic what the bible says about healers mediums and paranormal investigators it's very popular if you're interested in sherlock holmes if you're interested in steampunk if you're into Mm. comedy if you like history i have read two chapters of a steampunk novel that i have put on youtube if you type in victorian detective adrian lee you will find those on there and you can have some fun with that everything's free of course it's more like an audio play it is more like an audio play i would agree with you people have told me it's very good listening they enjoy yes what we do i want to say thank you the voting has ended oh yes all month i'm sure people have been absolutely sick to the back teeth of me advertising this (laughs) pressing this pushing it putting it out on facebook all of our soundcloud archives we were nominated in the 2018 Podcast of the Year Awards, in the Comedy and in the People's Choice. Voting has now ended. It finished on the 31st mm-hmm. of Now July. we wait. I just want to tell everyone thank you. Oh, Absolutely. Thank you yeah. for thank voting. You so that much. means so much to us. Thank you Even so much. Even if we don't win, yeah. we're winning for the amount of people that said they support us and Absolutely. said that right. they're voting for us. That really means a lot to me. Uh, and I want to thank each and every one of you. We will not find out the results. People have asked me already when we find out the results. I don't think the results are out. I think it's September, mid-September. Yeah, I think it's September as well. So I won't know the answer to this. If we don't win, I'm just going to forget about it and not mention it ever again. Obviously, (laughs) if we win, we'll have a picture of us holding the trophy. Miss Morris? I think what actually happens is once the votes are cast then nominations go up and then they go up for vote once again. So it goes by number, like the top three. Oh, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like the Academy Awards or whatever. (gasps) And so through the month of August, they'll take the top three and then we go again from there. Wow. People are going to lose faith with us if I keep asking them to vote every 10 minutes. I think it's a select committee. Okay. After that point. All right. Perfect. This makes me very happy. We will let you know. But the point is, I want to thank everybody Absolutely. for participating. Oh, it really you. generated a yeah. lot of chat on the internet. And I'm very, very grateful to everyone who participated. I also want to say, yeah. next week mm. is a very, very... <gasps> oh, I can't believe yeah, can't it, really. Wait. Special show. Oh. It is. I'll give you a clue. Tonight is our 199th show. Yeah. Next week, if mm. you join us on Friday, we have very, very special guests. Yep. I have some amazing things lined up. Uh-oh. It is our 200th <gasps> show. Yes! Yes! And we're still here. Yep. And we're still informative and somewhat funny. No, I'm funny. <laughs> Who knew? Yes, you look funny. This <laughs> is true. But join us next week. Put that in your diary. Our 200th show is next week and we are going to have 
a big celebration. Absolutely. Lots of surprises. I'm yep. now. And lots of right special on. guests. It's going to be a long week for you, isn't it? Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> we now get to the point of the show that I wish to hand over to Dr. C. Peters, our resident psychologist, with our fun, fascinating, random fact of the week. Sivu play, Dr. Peters. In 2017, more people were killed from injuries caused by taking a selfie than by shark attacks. No way. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, by yeah. some distance, I have to say. I'm not quite sure you can die from a selfie. Perhaps you're stepping backwards. You know, On a ledge. That's yep. the sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or Thinning of the herd. Into traffic. That's it. I think that's where we are. Going over the balcony of an apartment while you're yep. taking a picture. You ever notice 90% of people's selfies are in their cars? This yeah, what's is also, up with yeah. that? Yep. Did you notice that 95% of people are caused by accidents? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can give what? you some figures. Six people were registered as dying. I mean, not having a leg bitten off or an arm. Proper dying, right, by shark attacks last year. Six people. I thank Miss Corrie for doing an impression of Jaws. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> 35 Dead on, by the way. Five yeah. people died of a selfie. 35 compared to six. More people die from placemat accidents than through shark attacks. Placemat? Yes, placemat accidents. What's that? Well, you know the little placemat that you put your drink on? Yeah. Some idiot throws it across the room like a Death Star and it hits someone in the head, right? Ooh. Lucky star. we're not classy More like people. that. Like a ninja star. Yeah. Yes, you don't have any of that carry-on, do we? No. <laughs> we move into the first round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. These are the stories from around the world that are a little bit spooky, filled with hauntings and spirits. And remember, we do not do orbs. Michelle's on 11. I'm on 5. Heather's on seven. Chad's scored seven. And everyone else in the world has also scored five. Barry Guy explores haunted pub to make terrifying discoveries. Mm. Barry Guy, Sandy Lactor and Chris Fleming have been called to the Queen's Oak Country Pub in Finch Hampstead, Berkshire, after the owners claimed spirits had been threatening them. In a clip from the episode four called Help, My House is Haunted, Barry can be seen walking into the kitchen after a shadow had just appeared. Something is interfering with the electromagnetic field and the shadow I have seen suggests it's hiding in the kitchen, he says. The renowned ghost hunter asks for the spirit to reveal itself before Chris does the same. Suddenly, a sound can be heard which momentarily moves the camera. The team then pulls up the CCTV footage of the bar and sees a door mysteriously moving. On its own. Of course, ghosts can walk through walls, so the first thing they're going to do is open up a door. Right. There is no logical explanation for what we've captured, Barry says. Are we witnessing the final actions of a departed spirit? That's an amazing bit of evidence. Help, my house is haunted, sees the international paranormal team of Barry, Sandy and Chris help families reclaim their homes from unwelcome spirits. Help, I need somebody or help. <laughs> Not just anybody, help. You know, I need someone. Help. All of tonight's stories are on Facebook. You can see that for yourself in glorious Technicolor. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I should give myself two points for being informative and a little bit spooky. I think we would be so much better at that. I 100% agree with you. Yes. Perfect. Points all around. Yay! Hurrah! Hurrah! Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Not? Oh, it's my turn now. Mm. You're not doing too bad. You've got a nice, resplendent, respectable, lucky number seven. Mm. Well, a New York couple encounters humanoid on the road. Humanoid? 
a humanoid. You remember? Mm. Avoid the noid. Uh, avoid the pizza. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> avoid the noid. Uh-huh. <laughs> The man who sent an anonymous report said he and his fiance were driving nearby Creensbury, New York, when they spotted a strange figure last Sunday at about 12.15 a.m. Flying Noid. The Noid was what? running around. <laughs> hey, yo, I was driving. Yo, yo. We pulled off exit wow. 20 southbound. And say, I, say pizza. Pizza. Perfect. Yeah. Say sausage. Our car came mm. to a stop, yo. Yo, yo. With my sub in my hand. <laughs> you what? I don't know. Anyway. Submachine gun. <laughs> it oh, <was. laughs> if you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Submachine Gun did it for Corey. You're welcome to have your first shot of the evening. The eyewitnesses add that he proceeded to put on the left blinker and looked both ways of the road, he noticed a tall, slender figure dressed in black with stick-like features. He said the entity was about 50 feet away and standing in the middle of the road. He believes it was approximately 10 feet tall. Yo, I asked my fiancé what she saw, and it was exactly what I saw, yo. I can't believe that our listeners can't see the actions. The actions are quite special, They're aren't they? Great. <laughs> it's incredible. It's you do realize brilliant. we're on the radio, right? Pay a dollar and you can see them. Oh. I'll do it for uh. you. Reportedly, the two New Yorkers had already made the left turn when they decided to turn around to check on the unusual sighting. We drove back, yo, and there was nothing there. He said. <gasps> However, he explained they felt as though they were being observed by the Noid. Whoa. Creepy. I should give you more points, Miss Morris. You're now up to a rather Thank impressive you. spooky New York subway number nine. Mm. An Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> you better take some points away from An Arkansas company. Makes caskets oh, that are shaped Lord. like fishing boats. I saw that. I oh, want one. Yeah, everybody needs one of but those. But I'm getting cremated. Arkansas. I'm reading what it says on the Arkansas. paper. Arkansas. I'm reading what it says. Whatever. We all know a guy who loves fishing more than they love life itself. Or a girl. Well, what if I told you that you can send them off in a fishing boat once they are gone from this earthly plane? That's the line of thinking that led Little Rock resident Joel Schmidt to start his company glory boats i oh, was to see that God. glory bloats would be funny better than a glory hole wow yeah you hope those things don't sink <laughs> wow in the land of the blind the one-eyed man is king while sitting at his father's bedside in the final moments you can't beat a bit of roger kipling can you no and he does make exceedingly good what do you cakes. do with the boat coffins them there boat coffins boy <laughs> them there there boat coffin what do you do with those there boat coffins? That, see, one of them there boat coffins, boy. Does it come with bait? While sitting, yes, lots of bait. <laughs> you got a pole in there. While sitting at his father's bedside in his final moments. I thought you were going to say his coffin. <laughs> While sitting in his pop's coffin. I'm going to plow on regardless. <laughs> Schmidt thought of the love his father had for being out on the water. Oh. Like a Viking burial. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't told me what you wanted, I might have just buried you in your fishing boat, he joked. Mm. Now, as he approaches one year since starting the company last August, Schmidt offers... As a $2,800 model in three colors, woodland camouflage, 
Where did I put oh, that wooden cabinet? Yeah. $100,000? $2,800. Oh, excuse me. Oh, it comes in marsh grass. Yep. And pink camo for oh, the more extravagant God. loved ones. I can't do it. Of course, Schmidt says he got the idea for the pink camo casket from his mother, who he says loved the outdoors just as much as his pop. What does that blend in with? I hate pink. Hmm? Cotton candy? Cotton candy. Pink. What does it blend in with if it's pink camel? I yeah. think ultimately, and I could be wrong because I'm no hunter, but I think most animals are colorblind. I think it's just the patination. I don't think it matters that it's pink. Like flash orange. The deer can't see that, can they? Do you see what I'm it's saying? It's for the hunters. Yes. I don't think it has anything to do. If they want to do what? Hide in some little girl's closet? Yes. With all our Care Bears or something? And the unicorns. You yeah. you said Care Bears. They haven't been made for years. You have some. Strawberry don't you? shortcakes. I just want to leap out and go, surprise! <laughs> oh, God, don't do it. But thus far, Schmidt has seen that younger folks are more open to his product. Older generations are reluctant to break with tradition. He sells CBS News for those who have the time to think about their fate. Maybe they'll come around to the idea. I hear a fishing trip is a great way to get some thinking done. Glory boat or dead man's river float? You decide. Go to our oh, Facebook site. God. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, do you have any more we done for the night? I'm on to the next. You're going. Me I'm going to squeeze one more in. And this Barry guy has been around this oh, week. Oh, he is. He's busy. Barry Guy has been a paranormal investigator for 15 years and has probed thousands of cases with a stick. But a visit to the East Yorkshire city was too terrifying even (gasps) for him and left him scarred for life. The 39-year-old has vowed never to return. I've been to Yorkshire and I would agree with him. I I also (laughs) vowed never to return. He said, my job can be scary. There are times when I feel apprehension and fear walking into a place. It could be the most unassuming property like a semi-detached house and it catches you off guard. You walk in and immediately get a sense of the energy and feel fear. It affects people in various ways. In the last year, I've experienced fear three or four times. I went into places where I was completely unprepared for what happens. I have to say, people have asked me in the last 20 years, being a paranormal investigator, founder of the International Paranormal Society, have you ever been scared? Um, I can't think of a time I have been scared. I've been concerned. There's been many times I've been concerned, but being concerned is slightly different from having fear. There's a sense of, oh, my God, what's going to happen if this kicks off now? Or, okay, one of my investigators has just been attacked or scratched. What am I going to do next? There's been concern. I have more fear of the living than I have of the dead. The times I've jumped on a paranormal investigation is because the idiot next to me has either grabbed my leg or coughed in my (laughs) ear, right? Right. It's true enough. I've never seen you be afraid. There you go. Well, we've been sat in the dark, to be fair, haven't we? True, true. I went to a place in Hull and took a photograph of what looked like a portal. And there were hands and faces coming out of the mirror. It was mind-blowing. It literally did scare me. It's the only place I won't go back to. He said I look for a logical explanation first before turning to the paranormal. I consider science and rational thinking before ever jumping to conclusions and 99% of the time my farts are odor free Mm. (laughs) and 99% of the time you can explain away various phenomena but then there's that 1% and that's what I'm looking for heaven sent or part of the 99% you decide go to our Facebook site more questions and answers with Adrian Lee at the end of the round that we call ghosts and hauntings Michelle is on 11 I've scored 9 Miss Morris is on 9 Chad 
has seven and everyone else has five points. We now enter the round that we call <laughs> UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. Michelle, would you mm. like to start this round? You're in an unassailable lead at the moment. I love this story. Whale dolphin hybrid is discovered off Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for real. Someone's been having shenanigans with a dolphin. Shenanigans. They? Yes. They've used inappropriate <laughs> behavior. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> Who told you you could do a dolphin impression? I'm guessing Nobody. no one. I thought they made clicking noises. Wow, you've got it all there, haven't you? It's like Dr. Doolittle as we live and breathe. Good Lord. Now do a guinea pig. <laughs> Zebra? (laughs) (laughs) It's like Como Park Zoo's been hit by radioactive fallout. That's great. I do the accents. She does the animal noises. Yeah. No one's getting points. No one's. (laughs) No one. (laughs) There was nothing there. I thought, oh my God. It's almost like I'm in the enclosure with them. Some of the best maracas sounds known to man. <laughs> Originally spotted last year, this unusual animal has since been confirmed to be a genuine crossbreed. In a new report from Cascadia Research Collective, scientists have concluded that the whale dolphin is a result of a, wait for it, melon-headed whale breeding with a rough-toothed dolphin. Oh, they got to have beautiful children. Oh, so we're looking for a melon-headed, rough-toothed dolphin, aren't we? Love. Whale. Exciting. (laughs) Exciting and new. (laughs) I will say that when I first came to Minnesota, I was a big fan. (laughs) I know where you're going with this. You know exactly where I'm going with this. I was a big fan of Charles Schultz. I used to love the Peanuts characters. I yes. had all the books as a kid. I didn't realise he came from Minnesota. I arrived in Minnesota and there are a large number of melon-headed kids. <laughs> they look just like Charlie Brown. They do. I don't know whether they're one of the Peanuts gang or they got hydrocephalus. It's unbelievable. Aww. There are melon-headed kids in this state. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. Yeah. You just named them the Minnesota Melonheads. Is that right? Is I that don't like know. The it's a thing it's a team. now. <laughs> So, a Minnesota melon-headed mm-hmm. kid has had inappropriate behavior with a whale. SeaWorld. Unbelievable. We had the photos and suspected it was a hybrid from morphological characteristics intermediate between species, said marine mammal expert Robin Baird. It is a most unusual finding. Intriguingly, one of its parents, the melon-headed whale, is incredibly rare in the waters around Hawaii which makes this unorthodox pairing even more of a mystery. Hybrids among different species of whales and dolphins have been previously recorded, but this is the first case of a hybrid between these two species and only the third confirmed case with genetics of a wild-born hybrid between two species of the Delphinidae, Baird told Fox News. Oh, my God. What are the neighbors going to say? I know. If we find it again, we'd like to try and get a biopsy sample of the melon-headed whale as it was associated with as well as... I didn't think cross-species... I'm sorry to jump in, but I didn't no, think no, a cross-species could do that kind of thing. You can't have a dog and a cat. Dogs and cats no, but living together. Let's make a cog. At least these are marine animals. There's many slip twigs cut and lip, but mm-hmm. I, I can't believe... I find that hard to believe. I, I think I it's kind of the same really... way you can have a horse and a donkey. Yeah. 
Right. Yes, but you can't have a chimpanzee and a human, can you? Do you see no, what I'm but... saying? I don't know. I've never tried. Mm. Oh, <laughs> we obviously haven't oh, been to France. <laughs> where is this going? <laughs> it's going downhill. That's where it's going. Yes. They would also like to get underwater footage and images to better assess the morphology. Wow. They want to look at sweet lovemaking, don't they? Mm. Yeah. And a snaggletooth melon-headed porn. Oh, so good. <laughs> melon-headed whale or love for sale. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <Cool> porter. <laughs> God. And that's how your sister was born. Miss mm. Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of green I'm going to Wisconsin. Hairy Woo! beasties. Talking Wisconsin. of Just across the border. We're nipping across the border with our passport in our hands. Well, a motorist in Sawyer County says he saw a biped she believes could be a Bigfoot. Yay! In Wisconsin. <laughs> I love Bigfoot. The woman yes. claims she was driving on Highway in in last... Yeah, I know it. I know where it is. It wasn't Scott running around in Superior in his underwear, was That's it? That's Michelle's ex-boyfriend running around, still looking for her. She likes it hairy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, they were traveling on Highway NN last May when she spotted the alleged creature at about 5 p.m. I don't know a Wisconsin accent, so we'll just wing it, shall we? I glanced over and I saw something upright. I was, Perfect! It was Nailed not it. a bear. Yeah. I know what a black bear looks like. I can, with we're almost curds. in Madison, aren't we? I'm almost there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's north of that. NN is north of that. No, 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 no. Talking of no, 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 I had a friend who had a stutter, and he was talking about his nan. And after five minutes, I started singing "Hey Jude." Oh, oh Batman! I love. Batman. This show. We're on fire. <laughs> the eyewitness says she stopped and went back to check the area, adding that it was so quiet, not even birds were heard. Mm. I was rather freaked out about the situation in my cheese curds and sca- <laughs> a little scared. I'm sorry. If I'm she squeezes in fireworks, <laughs> I'll give her more points. I- I'm adding artistic liberty. I'm sorry. Oh, it's so good. I don't think anyone noticed. We're getting no. away with it. <laughs> they were not able to see it because they were busy with their phones and their cheese heads. <laughs> also artistic liberty, I must say. The creature was described as seven to eight feet tall with a cone-shaped head, long arms that went all the way down to the knees. <laughs> sounds it, like me. <laughs> sounds like your ex-boyfriend. She said... The shoulders were as broad, and they were about four foot broad. Not as big as the six foot bum we had last week. Working on it, though. Got to eat more Nutella. That's true. (laughs) Well, she said it did not have a neck or paws, kind of like your ex, Michelle. Right now. Well, she was not able to observe facial details due to the alleged creature being about 1,000 feet away. He only arrived to fix the water heater. Hands down to the knees, or I'm only trying to please. You decide, (laughs) go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, Miss Morris moves herself up to the double integer of 11 for doing a fabulous Wisconsin accent, but she didn't manage to squeeze in firework. Now you wait 
all year for a Bigfoot story to come along and then two come along at once. <gasps> oh. What are the chances of that happening? It's an outrage. Mm. It's an outrage. Uh, Bigfoot erotica row turns Virginia congressional race ugly. A hotly contested U.S. congressional race has turned Sasquatch ugly after one candidate accused the other of being a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> what? Nice. I love Sasquatch. Uh huh. But I have never pictured him in a sexual situation with myself. Miss Morris has because mm, she likes Chewbacca. Chief has imagined I such love wonders. Chewbacca. I like big feet. Of mm. course you do. And Chad likes a hand solo. <laughs> never arm wrestle with a man you'll never win the row began after the democratic cont- oh the man wow <laughs> why are we here the row began after the democratic candidate in virginia tweeted an image of the beast taken from the instagram account of a republican rival mm. this is not what we need on Capitol Hill, Democrat Leslie Cockburn wrote. Oh, no. Really? Oh, no. I really? think it's pronounced Coburn. I have to say that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Cockburn. Of course you are. Bunk. Mm. Bunk. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort <gasps> drinking game, you're now welcome to have a shot. Going for it. Democrat Leslie Coburn wrote with the drawing of a naked Sasquatch. Republican Denver Riggleman. <laughs> Riggleman? <laughs> Bunk. Denies. <laughs> He was writing a book on Bigfoot sex. If you've got nothing better to do in this country between Bigfoot two politicians, sex? the beast in my panties. What? Oh. The image taken from Mr. Riggleman's Instagram account uh, is no. a black and white drawing of a Bigfoot with a black censored bar to hide his penis. It's a rather large bar. Oh. These images are very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. knees. I think everyone should just look at them to see who this candidate is, Miss Coburn said in an interview. In an interview on Monday, Mr. Riggleman described the image from his social media account as a 14-year-old practical joke between me and my military buddies. Mm. He told the Conservative Review that the image was a prank from his friends who were joking about a book he has recently writing called The Mating Habits of Bigfoot and Why Women Want Him. The book, he says, will be a sort of joke, anthropological study on Bigfoot believers. Why is this a joke? I don't understand. In this country and other countries I've been to, if you say you see ghosts, you talk to ghosts, you investigate ghosts, the natural reaction is it's a joke. You yes. know, you you're yeah. seem to be a loony, you're mentally ill, you're making it up. Ha, ha, ha. Let's all have a joke at my expense. UFOs. You see a UFO. People don't report it. Because all their friends and family are going to think they're bonkers and it's funny and they're true. slightly mad. Very you know, true. You wear a tinfoil hat and you're sat there looking out your window. Why is it funny that people think that hominids and cryptozoology exists in uncharted parts of this country and around the world? I don't understand why that's funny. Do you see what I'm it's saying? It's not funny. Why are they making a joke about that? There was a headline in a local paper. I saw a UFO, as did you, Michelle. I and did. You, Heather, because you were with me. Yes. We was investigating in Redwood Falls Cemetery. Yep. And three UFOs went over and did manoeuvres, and it lasted 25 minutes, and we've got the whole thing captured on film, and all of our equipment went nuts, right? Absolutely. When the local paper reported it, their headline was, Ghost Hunter Adrian Lee now claims he sees UFOs, like I'm seeing stuff. Well, if you've got 25 minutes of footage, we sh- clearly saw something at With that point. With 10 people, no yeah. less. That's right. And we were interviewed by MUFON. This is remarkable times. But there is an argument going on at the moment in your country in Virginia about 
a Republican who's posted a joke about Sasquatch erotica, apparently. But this is a vast market. I've done some research. There are many people making vast sums of money out of writing erotica novels with cryptids Heather? like mermaids and unicorns and all what? kinds of weird I strange read them. Leave no, me alone. no no i think we should write one. Oh yeah i can i'll help well you better start researching go into the woods and see what happens mm, bigfoot love don't have to or heavens above you decide go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee i'm now up to 11 for hairy bigfoot erotica <laughs> Michelle Corey, what have you got for me in the round of cryptozoology, green men, and very, very hairy beasties? Mm, I can relate. A Virginia man made an unexpected discovery when he went to the bathroom in his home on Minden Road on Thursday. A snake was slithering around his toilet. I don't remember eating that. This is why I don't go to the bathroom anymore. I hover. My butt cheeks do not press against Mm. the cold toilet seat anymore i hover i can't bear this there's all kinds this show is showing me the octopus can come up snakes yes. can come up squirrels squirrels i'm you afraid to it. go to the bathroom rats i've got post-traumatic stress disorder from this show you, I, have I, to hover. I hover now yeah you I have hover. to mm. what's going to happen in 10 years time when i can no longer hover and my knees can't take the strain we'll i'm going to have to do it in the shower tray and push it yeah. down with a stick <laughs> This is my life from now on in, apparently. (laughs) At first, James Hooper figured someone was playing a prank on him. He thought it was a rubber snake. But then he saw the snake start moving around and its tongue sticking in and out. (laughs) Hooper yelled for his roommate, Kenny, who grabbed a fishing pole, which he used to fish out the creature. Animal Control responded and has since learned that the snake had been missing for a couple weeks. The owner of the snake picked it up from Animal Control on Friday. Nice. Animal Control told Hooper that it was a ball python. The snake is about three feet long. It was not injured in the ordeal. Lovely. James Hooper snapped some photos, which he posted on Facebook and shared on wavy.com. He's lived there about 11 years and has never seen anything like this and hopes he never does again. We now come to the round that we call Not For Your Mother. So thank you for finding us on one of our platforms and being tech savvy and searching us out. We really appreciate that. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud at the moment, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do. If you're on iTunes, Stitcher, why not write us a little review? Good job, guys. Would be fabulous. This is the round (laughs) we cannot read out during our normal time slot on Dark Matter digital network for fear of being removed for fear of getting a hefty fine but there's stories from around the world this week that are laden with filth and filth. innuendos Innuendos. miss morris you can get the ball rolling tonight what have you got for me in the round of nfm well since it's not a really funny story can i read it in an accent well it's never stopped you on anything we've ever done in the last Please five years do. I and hope it's the so. same I can't accent wait. but my vision is a little blurry right now Uh-oh. yes she's Drank an entire pint of schnapps is what's Mm -hmm. happened. Yeah, I did, actually. Ready? I'm ready. I'm poised. I've got my pencil in my hand and my dibber. I'm going to say this like Adrian did. An Arkansas woman (laughs) has been charged. It's all happening there, isn't it? With capital murder. Capital murder? Yeah. She's (gasps) murdered a capital. Cantaloupe! Cantaloupe! Is that them there picture man? man. (laughs) Cantaloupe! After she fatally shot her husband, 
because he repeatedly purchased video pornography. Of Bigfoot. Yes. And a unicorn. And a unicorn hone hole. Yes. And gumbo. Depeche mode. That's right. Well, Patricia Hill, 69. She was 69. Oh, you see 69. what I did there? It's a gift, isn't it? It's an absolute she? gift. Yeah, she called 911 Canal Law on Saturday afternoon around 3 p.m. of Jefferson County. Hey, isn't that where the Dukes of Hazard was from? Just a good old boys. Never mean to know. <laughs> yeah. That's what you something do. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. Making their way. The only way to know how. It's like the Muppets in here, honestly. <laughs> cute, cute, cute. <laughs> do you remember in the Muppets where they were singing and dancing and someone yes. throws one across the back yeah, oh I that's you it. I've just seen a Muppet thrown across the room uh, the guy with wait. the fish borky 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 oh that was the Swedish Norwegian, chef the Swedish chef Norwegian chef he's Swedish now he's Swedish we need to be laying off the sauce in here I just want to say that Why? no we love the sauce the sauce is good to us mm-hmm. well anyway Jefferson County, she called to report that she had shot her husband, Frank, who was only 65. He was a young'un. Would this be... According uh, to the police statement. Gonzo! (laughs) Maybe. High five. High five. Responding to deputies, they found Patricia in the backyard. Immediately, they detained her with some pigeon twine. Pigeon twine? I don't know. I made that up. Artistic liberty again. I liked it. <laughs> Do you know how many pigeons I'm glad I make questioned it. But... A meter of twine. <laughs> Pigeon twine. Frank's body was found on the floor of the shed on oh. the property, having suffered at least two gunshot wounds to his leg and then one to his melon. That'll do it. Yeah. Oh, she winged him and then she double tapped him. That's right. So this Patricia Hill, 69, she called 911 to report that she'd shot her husband, Frank, 65, on Saturday afternoon in Jefferson County with the Duke boys in Arkansas. Frank was later pronounced deader than a doornail at the hospital. That's not good news for anybody. Mm-mm. Why'd she do it? Well... Apparently, I'll get to that. All right. Because paramedics transported Mr. Frank to the hospital where he was pronounced dead at around 3.15. Day your wife. He's had arrived 10 minutes later. <laughs> oh, Patricia was then taken into custody with that them there pigeon twine that I took artistic liberty with, where she waived her rights and agreed to speak with the investigators and tell them just exactly what she thought went on. Here we go. You need to have a lie down in a dark room with a washcloth on your face. I just thought I'd share that with you. What are you talking about, Willis? She revealed that while she and Frank had never had any physical altercations, they had recently gotten to some sort of disagreement when she noticed that he purchased them their pornographic images and the moving pictures on the box. In the living room. <laughs> She's a busy girl. She's got three working offices. That doesn't say offices, sweetheart. 
<laughs> That's the devil's work. <laughs> Patricia canceled. Oh my! That's the snow of the century. I've never known <laughs> such wonders. Yes, she snorted and <laughs> clearly headbutted the table. That's going to leave a lump. <laughs> if you'd like to donate to the Michelle's Got a Boo Boo Fund. Minnesotan women across the country are getting boo-boos by snorting and headbutting tables. Just a single dollar donated to our GoFundMe site. We'll see women like Michelle wearing a helmet. Oh, let it go, Sally Struthers. (laughs) I do need a helmet. (laughs) Well, Patricia, she felt real bad and she cancelled that order. But later discovered... She felt real bad. What, that she blew her husband's brains no, out? She no, she canceled the order of the porn on the moving pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she canceled it, but later discovered that Frank <gasps> had to get his Frank up and placed it again. Damn yeah. that Frank! Frank! So Mrs. Hill stated that she entered the shed and asked her husband to leave, but the he porno shed did refused. Don't knock a porno shed. I've had oh, some of my best moments. No, 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 no. I cried when that shed went up in flames. It was stuff there from no, Europe that you can't get hold of dark, anymore. No. Dark stuff. Mrs. Hill then admitted that she returned inside the residence where she armed herself with one of them 22-inch pistols. Oh, wait, 22 caliber, not inch. Yeah, Oops. Yes, that's I was going to say. 22-inch pistol. <laughs> 22-inch what? I those 22-inch <laughs> pistols right now. I don't. It's the caliber that's important, I think, yeah, you'll find. caliber. Yeah, well, no. she done did went back inside that shed. Have we got long to go on this? Well, it was a short time later, and then <laughs> she... <laughs> I'm psychic. It's a gift. <laughs> where, where she entered and shot. I was good. Where she entered and then shot her husband them twice, striking him once in the leg, once in the melon. Immediately following the shooting, Mrs. Hill stated that she returned inside the residence where she returned a weapon to where it was held, and then she called nine one one, waiting for the picture man. Mm. Wow. I feel as if we went through every gamut of emotions there from A through to B. I do. That's right. Wow. That was beautiful. Video porn or you'll find him lying on the lawn. You decide oh. go to our Facebook wow. site. Wow. Questions yep. and answers with Adrian Lee. Twitter post of students' hilarious questions from first sex education oh, no. class. I can't wait for this. Oh, no. I've been waiting all night for this. The students who attended a U.S. school were baffled by the concept of sex mm. and asked a string of funny questions. One people asked... How couples stay awake during sex. (laughs) Many of them don't, of course. Drink this nice cup of tea. It will make you sleepy. Did my sister submit one of the questions? I don't know. It's possible. (laughs) I love my sister. While another questioned, how does a baby come out? Oh, stork. The hilarious questions have since gone viral after the anonymous teacher's friend shared the typed up questions on twitter in the post the pal said my friend is teaching elementary schoolers about sex ed and she typed their questions out one people refused to believe that their parents has had sex asking i'm sure my mother never had nothing to do (laughs) with intercoursing maybe my father intercoursing i love it Mm. wow while others were confused about the practicalities of sex, with one wondering 
How long does it take? Mm. About a minute. Three minutes. How long's half time in a soccer match? I know. Wow. That intercoursing takes 24 hours. <laughs> My question is, how Spoiled. do you stay awake? Oh, <laughs> Spoiled. What a day that was. Yeah. Another said, when the penis is put into the Virginia. Virginia? Yeah, absolutely. Aww. Does it slide in quietly or click like a key in a lock? <laughs> <laughs> Some intrigued children probe the teacher for more detail. Oh. If you intercourse longer, is the baby born bigger? <laughs> 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 you notice that Chad's only five foot six, right? Yes. And yes. I notice you have no kids. And I'm fi- <laughs> I'm five ten. <laughs> wow, your dad nearly put his back out. Oh, wow. One child simply asks, "Why do you have sex?" There you go. So daddy does Poor the washing little up. Kid. A little girl said, "Wouldn't it be just as good if a boy had a baby for a change?" Yes. Oh, yes, it good would. girl. And then you can have a year off of work. Another question, are you sure that somebody knows how to get that baby out of there? Oh. I was so ugly as a baby, my mum tried putting me back. It's true. Oh, I, I don't tell believe you, it. I'll tell you a very brief story. Mm-hmm. I was a teacher in Britain for many, many years. I taught 11 to 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. At the end of my teaching career, I suddenly became a government advisor and I taught other teachers how to teach and I went into failing schools to try and turn them around. Mm-hmm. Part of my remit was to teach elementary school teachers how to teach art. Because in an elementary school, that teacher might not have a specialism in art. So I would go in and I wasn't interested in teaching the kids. I was interested in teaching the teacher how to teach the kids. But I'd be in the classroom helping out and and basically doing what an assistant would do and uh, giving pointers and ideas as to what the teacher should be doing. So I'm not used to dealing with little small children and a little four-year-old girl who was an absolute delight. She had her hair in pigtails. She had a little frilly dress on. She was up to my knee in height. You're told as a school teacher never to touch the kids, right? No. Don't ever put their aprons on. Make sure that you're never in a room on your own. Don't hug them. Don't split up fights. Just don't touch them, right? Here I am, this little girl, put her hand into my hand. And I looked down at the sweetest little childlike moon face you've ever seen in your life. This little sweet little girl. And I'm not used to dealing with kids of that age group, right? So I'm sat there like a plank of wood, thinking at any moment I'm going to lose my teaching career. But they're all thinking this is funny. All the teaching assistants and the teacher think this is very funny that I'm sat there with a little girl in my hand. She says to me, in a little British, childlike voice, she said, Sir, I know how babies are born. My mummy's pregnant, and I know how it got there. So I'm now intrigued. I have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Teaching's all about management decisions, right? I've got a decision to make now. Do I just let this ride? Or do I ask the little four-year-old girl how her mummy got pregnant? And I took the bait. I ran with it. I looked down and I said, so how did your mummy get pregnant? And she replied, daddy put his love beans in mummy's belly. And I said, yes, he did. This is very true. Oh, it's love beans. That's what they've told her, right? I'm Aww. sure they've asked why she's getting a little brother or sister, and that's what they've the told bean her. Girl. I don't know what it means or spill the beans. Aww. You decide. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Oh, it's been nearly a decade, but a foul-mouthed prankster has finally had their day. A credit card offer sent by Bank of America is creating quite a stir 
after it was addressed to a Lisa is a slut McIntyre. Wow. That's some little name she's got there, isn't it? Uh-huh. Who knew such things? She must be Danish. I think that's oh, a Danish name. I don't know what is going on, but having my mom receive mail addressed to Lisa is a slut McIntyre is wildly not acceptable, she tweeted on Thursday. Got to the right place, though, mm-hmm. didn't it, to be fair? The freelance California writer immediately looped in Bank of America and the Golden Key International Honor Society, which have appeared to be partnering with the bank on the offer. McIntyre wrote that a Golden Key executive went through her entire account and determined that the name change took place between 2004 and 2008. So it's possible that I've been slutting it up in Honor Society's database for almost 10 years, McIntyre wrote. They haven't been able to pinpoint how is a slut became my middle name, but they're still investigating. The inappropriately addressed letter is the second to make news since last month. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wrong address? Or I couldn't care less. You decide to go to our Facebook site more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is everybody else who takes a snake home <laughs> in the toilet. A snake in the toilet for everyone. Mm, yes, else you're welcome. In the entire world. Coming in in fourth place is Chad, who scored a rather marvellous uh, seven. He gets yeah. a bottle of cologne. And a trip to the local woods. Yep. In second place is yeah. myself on 12, who gets to adopt a melon-headed right kid and winning in resplendent first place, the $33,000 IR cameras, Michelle Yay, Corey, me. who's one of possessed. <laughs> Jaw. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world. The paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. You can now jump onto soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show, and around we call not for your mother that we cannot read out on air. Remember, you can also go to our Patreon site, patreon.com, and donate a single dollar to the show. We would be very grateful. You've been listening to More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host, Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal talk, news, radio, entertainment. We are the light before the darkness. And remember, next week is our 200th episode, and you don't want to miss the fun and frivolity. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Shaton Drainer, Michelle Corey, Chad Peters, and all of the International Paranormal Society into Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. 